Welcome to Greatest Guardians Gaming Network. We're playing Quest for the Frozen Flame. This is Stride and Strike. Um, we're back. It's been a, a couple weeks, but here we are. We didn't do our intro today because I forgot. Um, but hello. I hope everybody's doing great. Um, how are you all, players? What's going on? Um, Con, how are you? <laughs> Oh, oh, we're going around the table. I'm we're doing great. I'm stoked to be back uh, after missing last session. I'm I'm excited to to get back into it. Cool. Uh, Joran, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back with the the full gang. Uh, I think our last session was cutting a little close for comfort, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> some extra bodies will be nice. Yep. Uh, Drew, how you doing? I'm ready to RP. Cool. Tommy, how are you? I am sick with some mysterious non-COVID thing, but here to play anyways. Glad it's not COVID. Glad you're Oh, oh glad man, you're could okay. you imagine if you had COVID? I had COVID the first week. Now you have COVID. It's just going to go around the group. No. <laughs> oh, man. Glad you're here. Um, and Dan, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm glad to be back. Okay. Take a little break there. Nice. Um, so we have a fun session, hopefully, planned for today. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about what happened last time. Um, all of, or some of us, went to the Gornok River to collect water. And when you arrived, you found a mysterious, um, mischievous fae who wanted to play a game, but attacked you. And it was a harrowing fight. Um, this Faye, what was his name? Oh, uh, um. Oh. oh Damn it. I just had it. It was something dumb. <laughs> Everything it about was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, I don't remember what his name was, but uh, it was quite a fight. And Mrs. Sprout went down and then literally like in the last of her actions Arleth was able to stabilize Mrs. Sprout um, and if she didn't Mrs. Sprout would have failed her last death saving throw and oh, permadeath well, it was, I was down to one last save and it was like a 66% chance of failure at that point. Okay. It was so it was bad. Crazy. <laughs> um yeah, so we are here and you are still at the Gornok River. After the fight though, you see that Calbo, thank you for I, I'm not sure exactly who was it Joran? Thank you for reminding us. Um Calbo, this fay with this water method that was hanging out with him. Um they started retreating. The water method was killed during the retreat by, I believe, Bloodhound. Yeah, fuck um, that guy. Yeah. And Calbo booked it. And you see where they were was in front of a log. And inside of the log, after you investigated, was the mangled, dead body of a human. What do a log? inside yes. of the log and and it looked as if inside the log this human had like washed into it like half of her body 
is in the log and then the other half is like outside of the log just like flowing with the direction of the river and it kind of looks like she drowned um but her body's also like all mangled up as if maybe she'd fallen or something it's it's hard to tell but she's dead and she's stuck inside of a log um and I would like to know what is it that all of you do who are at the river um we've got Namir and Tusker back with the following who we'll catch up with relatively soon yeah, we um we pulled Miss Spratt out the river, right? Say that again. We pulled Mrs. Spratt out the river, right? Yes. Okay. Um, did we effectively stabilize her? I. Okay. So what? she is still unconscious, though. I right. Okay. Mm. Uh, you know what? I will attempt to treat wounds on Mrs. Sprout, um, which I can do once per hour with my. Um, herbalism kit, I believe. I have a question about who specifically noticed this body. Not uh, Miss Sprout. Not Mrs. Sprout. I think it was probably Arleth because she arrived closer to that area. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was... I, if you would like to be the person who noticed it, I'm fine with that. It could be any um, one of you, honestly. I also have a question. What are the religious burial practices of the Broken Tusks? Uh, that's a really good question that I don't know a specific answer to, but so we can say that would you it be that. cool if I lit one of my arrows on fire, fired at the log, and gave them a Viking funeral? Give me a... Uh, before you do anything, give me like a um, society check. Okay. No, it was teetering on 18. Come on. Uh, Emma, you're muted. What is the total for that? I don't have the chat up. Five. Oh, five. Um... Is anybody else looking at the body? Uh, I think Agnes, assuming that she has noticed the body, uh, she's going to kind of be like clutching her head and, you know, I feel a presence here. <laughs> um, there is a dead body. Give me a society check if you would like. I would like... Ooh, 20. Is that what I got? Uh, that is what I see, yes. Oh, perfect. I think you're ahead of me. Yeah, the, you private world. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this individual is not wearing clothing of the broken tusk. They have piercings and uh, symbols on their, like, tattooed on their body. They have specific like vestiges that they wear that that are like definitely not associated with the broken tusk um and so they 
you would think that no, they are not of the Broken Tusk. I'm sensing a presence from a faraway land, somewhere not one of our own. Um, Bloodhound, are you still firing a flaming arrow? If it is customary of Sister Cinder, then yes. I think that would be considered respectful. I don't know if it would be the only burial practice you might do, but I, I think that uh, that would honor Sister Cinder, Serenre. Yeah, and okay. so the log begins burning up in flame. After all of this, what are your group's plans? I, well, two of us have probably had to carry Mrs. Sprout back. Ooh, I don't exactly right. know how heavy she is. Let me try that uh, heal check. That, not heal, that um, nature check. I need a 15. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to spend a full hour doing this. And we're going to see how well I do. Oh, no. A nine. Um, you don't get any hit points back. I'm so sorry, everyone. I, I can't seem to rouse her. How b bad is her situation? She's stable, but unconscious. She has zero hit okay. points. It is fine. Um, Just wait. help me move her. Her berries, do you think? Tell me, does she have any berries on her body? Uh, she has a berry on her body, yes. I have a roll to make. Okay. Secretly. Okay. I can find it. Hold on. Sorry for my lack of clarity on what I'm about to do. We're fine. All good. Okay, I need to do a roll. Okay, I see. So I'm going to make a secret roll to you right now. Wait, no. It's, yeah, sorry, it's coming. No, you're good. I had to look and see what kind of a role I was supposed to make. To answer the other question that was asked, um, Mrs. Sprout weighs around 30 pounds. Okay. Um, I accidentally rolled two, but either one is... Is it good enough to do the thing... I don't know if you know what I'm trying to do. I've explained it before. Um, yes, it is. Okay, so then... What I need to do next. Mystery. Secrecy. Woo! You can successfully do the thing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go over towards uh, Mrs. Sprout and I'm going to start kind of, you know, working on casting a spell. And what I additionally need to know <laughs> is two parter. Um, let's see. Okay. Okay. I need to make a, who is anybody looking at me in particular while I'm doing this? 
rest of the group. It's kind of a your preference question. Um, Arleth is probably paying close attention to uh, specifically Mrs. Sprout, but probably not necessarily what you are doing. Okay, well then I'm going to make a roll. Okay. All right. Um, Becky with the cool dice. I'm going to make another roll for Arleth. Sense that someone is deceiving and someone is undeceiving. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like this. (laughs) Arleth looks at you and gives you a questioning glance, but she doesn't say anything. Okay, just fine then. So then I'm casting the spell uh, Spirit Link. Ooh. And I'm casting it on uh, Mrs. It's Mrs. Sprout. And so what that does, I believe, is I kind of like siphon my life into her over time. Okay. Um, I can find the specifics of it here in my inventory, but that's enough screen time for me while I figure out how this works. <laughs> okay. Um so I, I believe then that would mean that Mrs. Sprout, you start to you you, you gain consciousness. I would I would think. Um, and yeah. So go ahead, Charlie. you. If you're below maximum hit points, you gain two hit points, and then that happens every turn. Okay. Until there- when? Is it, yeah, I was going to say, is there a duration on it? I, I can stop it. Or if I hit zero points, it stops. Or if you hit max hit points, it stops. Cool. Uh, Joran, I will let you call it as to how many hit points Mrs. Sprout gets. Uh, well, I have 14 currently, and I figured we could do a fair 8 and 6 split. Okay. Sprout has six. Sounds good. Uh, Mrs. Sprout, you are up. She, um, she yawns and stretches. She says, that was a strange nap. Oh, you're okay. I'm so glad you're okay. Um, oh no, we should get back to Picano and, and get this water back to the following, I guess. Um, Tommy, how tall is Mrs. Sprout? Three feet. She's the right, little one. You may lean on me as we make it back. She just kind of nods. I'll lead the way and look out for anything that might be problematic. And Arleth starts walking. Are we following? <laughs> Fo- following? Sure. <laughs> Are we <laughs> <da> following? <laughs> Look at us, Sprouty, bonded in more ways than one. Um, as you continue, you make your way eventually back to the following, and Picano is like, as as you arrive, um, well, first off, as you start walking away from the river and Picano catches up to you, he's like, where, where are you guys? What were you doing? <laughs> I'm over here filling up all the water. You guys are off playing games up on the river. <laughs> Figures. 
God damn it, Pacano. People almost died. Again. <laughs> um. Whatever. And he's, he's like, carrying a, a basket of water. Um. And I think he would ask for some help with that from maybe Agnes uh, or Bloodhound. Probably not Mrs. Sprout. Um, the Arleth as well. Um, Bloodhound is helping Mrs. Sprout walk. Okay. Uh, then Pacano ends up carrying like one basket on his shoulder and the other is like slung by a a, a, a strap over his other shoulder and he's just struggling to make his way. I, I think Agnes is gonna like try to help with something but in that way that like makes it almost harder to like <laughs> oh <laughs> to here carry them. <laughs> pushes it over a bit <laughs> just off centers it enough um uh-huh. yeah and and it takes you a full day to go to the river have this encounter and then walk back to the following so by the time you get back it's evening and it's it's really starting to uh it's starting to get darker and i think you arrive at the following to see Namir and Tusker wrapping up with other tasks to help with the following. Um, and it's approaching night. What would you all like to be doing? So I suppose it's not possible for you all to leave camp without getting hurt, huh? Hey, well, you were playing with Yarn and he was doing push-ups. We got some real shit done out there. Who's doing push-ups? I assume he was not doing push-ups. I was with him the entire time. Were you playing with yarn? And she looks at Tusker. No, that's for kitty cats. <laughs> Which of you was playing with yarn? What I do with my spare time is of no interest to you. Well, we had a difficult time at the river. Um, what went wrong? What happened? She just looks down, kind of waiting for someone else to speak up. <laughs> Mrs. Did you says, get hurt uh, playing with your own yarn? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Sprout says, uh, Well, I took a bit of an untimely nap. Face mm. down well, in the middle of the river. Um, well, it looks like some of you have some injuries. Uh, are all of you good to uh, make it through the night? Maybe I can tend them in the morning. Well, I did just share half of my soul with Mrs. Sprout, but uh, <laughs> maybe a good night's rest to take care of that. I don't know. Uh, Perhaps grab some of his yarn over there and you can play with that. It'll help you recover. <laughs> I made it funny. <laughs> Forget it. Please uh, come here. Come here. Um, and I'll cast um, uh, heal for with two actions. So um, that'll heal everybody for 1d8, I believe. Uh, three actions would be the uh, emanation, if that's what you want to do. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. So, for, yes, three. Doesn't three matter actions. so much, but yeah. Yeah, we'll do uh, this. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we have to move people around. Okay. Uh, you know what? How about I just uh, roll 1d8 instead? Okay. Please. 
no. It's not what I was, was looking for. It was almost an eight. Um, yeah, I needed that eight. <laughs> I think Arleth will also spend uh, a full hour as the evening goes on tending to each of your wounds. Who needs, like, who looks the worst for the wear right now? Definitely I, def- Mrs. Sprout. Definitely Mrs. Sprout. Um, she'll attempt again uh, on Mrs. Sprout. She, she says, I, I haven't really worked on anyone's wounds who's a, a plant before, but I can do my best, I suppose. Uh, and she rolls, um... Oh, excuse me, it's not nature, it's medicine. It wouldn't have mattered the other way, um, anyway. But, medicine... Hey, 20. That's better. Yeah. Hey. So, spending a full hour, you're gonna regain 4d8 hit points. Whoa! Ooh, hello! Yeah. Um, Who rolls that? I can do that. Also, I'm pretty sure that's how that works, but I could be wrong. Um, mm, 13 hit points to Still- Mrs. Sprout. Just barely gets me to max. Um, <laughs> do you have something special that lets you do that? I I believe anybody should be able to spend the full hour healing. Uh, again, I. Well, I we needed the we need the medicine kit, though, right? You do need the healer's tools, yes. Uh, um, I'm definitely eight short of my max health. I think. Okay. Um, Seeing that my healing was ineffective, can I give that a go, mm-hmm. uh, Agnes? Would that be okay? Well, actually, I'm only six short because the healing. But is it okay if I tend to your wounds? <laughs> Wonderful. Surely. Um, then I will go ahead and do a medicine check. While this is all going on, um, you notice Bloodhound just sitting by the fire talking to Arthur. How are you, child? Artur's dead. Artur's the bird. Oh, that's right. That's right. I totally yeah. forgot your backstory for a hot <laughs> second. I was like, I I feel like I'm not allowed to do this for some reason, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the old man is dead. It's <laughs> yeah, just the bird yeah, yeah. now. Um, so, no, the bird kind of looks at you and... And you managed to follow the fae? kind of ruffles its feathers a little bit. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Were there any other matter of problems surrounding the camp? Ruffles their feathers again. (laughs) Uh... As the evening continues on, um, Namir, were you also going to heal Agnes? Did that happen already? I, I gave it a go, but I wasn't able to uh, further tend the wounds. Okay. The DC is 15. After Namir fails, Miss Sprout's going to pull off her berry. Okay. And she's going to say, Oh, Agnes, child, here, have one of these. Which is a D8. So 1d8 to Agnes. Um, and... Three. Cool. As the night goes on, uh, eventually Letsua 
approaches all of you. Um, hmm. Friends, how was your adventure over at the Gornok River? A little too adventurous for me. I trust that um, Tusker and Namir, you will be accompanying your your followings as you continue on tomorrow's task. Well, someone needs to keep an eye on everybody. Keeps getting hurt with yarn. Indeed. <laughs> so someday you'll be mammoth lords. <laughs> oh, I do apologize. Uh... It's a difficult road to becoming a mammoth lord. Please excuse my pessimism. Bloodhound just looks directly into their eyes with their plague mask goggles, just obscuring their vision. I have been known to be wrong many times before. I hope it is the same with all of you. And I... I've never known to be wrong. Oh, well, that's the first wrong thing I've heard you say. <laughs> uh, and he, like, he starts clearing his throat, like, a little bit too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. The summertime really makes my allergies flare up. Uh, I apologize. I trust that you will be seeing to the other two tasks tomorrow. Uh, the tapirs that need to be brought to the herd, as well as scouting Rockloom. Perhaps we may scout the Rockloom for an easier time. This sounds logical. And suddenly he Spock. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do we what do we think? Tomorrow's task, either capturing some tapers or scouting Rockloom. Well, I did sign up to be a scout. Um, that would be my vote. I say we scout ahead, see if there's no more of this dangerous yarn in our path. Namir <laughs> oh. Namir kind of looks off to the side and just strokes the fur around his head and he kind of is uh, nervously grooming. <laughs> well then, Rockloom, I suppose, should be our next task. Does that sound all right for tomorrow? She looks at everybody. Surely would be agreeable. Yeah. And I think Agnes wants to whisper to Arleth. I think he's getting closer to the other side. I have a question for you, Agnes. Sure. Um, I saw you doing something when you were with... Mrs. Sprout, um, 
Indeed. I was just uh, reading my notes, you see. Uh, sometimes the words of the spells are kind of hard to remember, and I just have to look at some paper to really get them going, you know? Oh, I I see. I, I guess I misunderstood. <laughs> um, I've well, never met you're... an oracle before, other than yourself. It's very interesting to be able to know the future. I wouldn't want that kind of responsibility. Oh, it's also a good time. Would you? It's nice to not be surprised. Would you do a reading for me? My sure, my dear. What would you like to know? Uh... Does it have to be like a yes or no question, or is can it be more complicated? Ask what's in your heart, and the universe shall provide the answers. Well, I, I guess I... I'd like to know why I have this. And she kind of pulls down the side of her furs that 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 kind of go over um, her torso. She pulls them down to reveal a gear in her neck that is spinning slowly and it's like almost part of her body like ingrained within her body um, she says I I've never known what this is for and I've always wondered and nobody's ever been able to figure it out but maybe you could I think Agnes tries to like stow her surprise at this like gear <laughs> that's a <laughs> in her neck because I think it would be kind of shocking if you weren't expecting it. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes, well, I suppose we should consult the guards. And she pulls out her harrow deck and starts giving it some consistent shuffling. Okay. And closes her eyes, reaches like into the pile and pulls out a card, gives it a look. Well, my dear, it says it's a gift. And she holds up a picture of a present. <laughs> Oh, I've never even thought of that. Or the opposite, I guess. Well, it seems like maybe this wasn't a, a bad thing after all. Perhaps it is a present to be used. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna go to bed. I hope you have a nice night. I hope you have a nicer night, dear. Um... Did anybody want to do anything tonight? Uh, is there any actual yarn in the camp? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you could come across some yarn for sure. Okay, Tusker's gonna make friendship bracelets for everybody. Hell yeah! That makes me so happy. <laughs> Um, Bloodhound is gonna tell Artur to go scout out the location for the next morning. Uh, and it like, that like whistle, that ear piercing whistle that ravens and crows give, um, it's like a, kind of a screech almost. He gives out, uh, two of those and then flies up and away. Um, 
Namir, were you going to do something as well? Um, yes. <clears throat> On my way back to my quarters, I see Tuscar mm, playing with some yarn. And so I, I rush back to my quarters and um, I push off some um, miscellaneous quilts and cloths over one of my largest chests. And I flip open the chest and confirm that my very large yarn collection is intact. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and it is. So I, I, I put everything back. <laughs> all of your yarn is safe and sound. Um, and I go to bed. And you all wake up the next morning. Uh, it's a beautiful day. We see each of you kind of emerging from wherever it is you live within the following and come together. Uh, Letsua greets greets Letsua greets you um, and hands each of you a piece of fruit that he says uh, always best to start the day with a nice piece of fruit I say <laughs> that rhymed <laughs> he walks away um, and shortly after grandfather Ewa approaches and he walks over to you, uh, looks at each of you individually, kind of scanning you up and down, and says, hmm. Off to Scout Rockloom today, are we? I am thankful to your... thankful for your commitment to the following. It is because of people like you that we have a robust community of friends and family. If only I could see my falcon flying in the skies. Oh, please excuse me. Ah, uh, yes, for today, if, if you would scout ahead and make sure that Rockloom will be safe for the following to approach on the night of green moon. And uh, he nods to each of you. Did anybody want to talk to him before he walks off? Nope. And he begins walking off. Um, you spend quite some time uh, on the road, probably about three hours walking on a trail toward Rockloom, and I would like someone to give me a flat D20. One person from the party. Okay, Dan, this is a luck check. Not me with the rolls I had last week. Okay, here we go. That's not bad. 12. Alright, alright, hell yeah. Yeah. Better than less than 12. It's an easy day on the road. Uh, the trail is clear, the skies are relatively clear, and you don't come across any dangerous animals on your way. Um, you do eventually arrive at Rockloom. And I would like to get all of your characters on the board. Like on, the, on the way there, mm-hmm. on that walk that's a few hours. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Sprout would like to walk alongside Agnes and talk about uh, the spell that happened yesterday from Mrs. Sprout's point of view. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she basically wants to say, like, when I was taking my nap yesterday, I, I felt you pull me out of the nap. Well, yes, I, I had to return the favor, you see, not so long ago, you did the same for me. Is it not the case? Yes, but I healed you with the natural surroundings. I felt you. Well, surely my my spirit entered you much as your spirited berries entered me. I never thought of it that way. Either way, I'm glad that you're here now. We're much as better am having I. you And you all arrive at Rockloom. Massive, ancient stones rise like teeth from the soft earth of this ancient site, forming a rough half-circle atop a grassy mound. Each stone is shaped like a different animal, sacred to the broken tusks. There's a cave bear, a big cat, a woolly mammoth, a giant raven, so on and so forth. And these monoliths are chipped and worn, having stood vigil at this edge of the Gornok Plain for countless generations. Yet all stand magnificent and timeless, with one exception. The last stone to the west, the Ravenstone, is broken off at the midpoint, its upper half missing. Bloodhound's going to let out their arm for our tour to perch. Flies down and perches. Are there any predators in the area? He's calling a little bit more uh, urgently than he usually does, even when it's a predator. He Has seems agitated. This- Sorry, go ahead. Like, I'm assuming that we've like been maybe around here before or have heard about this place from our time in the Broken Tusk. Like, has the rock been broken before? No. Or is this rock, a new... This is a new development. The rock is definitely newly broken off. Um, yeah. What would we like to do? All right. Uh, Bloodhound's going to dismiss uh, our Thor. you like... Thank you, my friend. Please stay safe and dismiss and then look to the rest of the group. We need to be careful and prepare for a fight. And Agnes is going to kind of like look at her like raven gear because I think she's in like the, I can't remember the tribe structure, but her like group is the raven group under the- The moose house. The subgroup of that. Yes, the moose house. And so, you know, like, this is a very bad omen. We should be careful. I should be careful. I too belong to the Moose House. I am unhappy. Um, I'd like to move towards the Broken Ravenstone. Feel free. It's going to be over at the far left-hand side of the map. Can I identify a potential uh, cause? Give me a survival check. Okay. 
And as you walk closer toward the Ravenstone, you see a flock of ravens, a large flock of ravens off in the <gasps> distance. Ooh. Um, I have no idea why. <laughs> okay, that's a two minus one for a one. Um, mm -hmm. You do approach, and are you getting right up next to the Ravenstone, Namir? Um, since I I got about halfway and I, I'm unable to like identify any potential reasons, yes, I'm going to go ahead and get up close. It, it's the farthest left one. Yeah, um, and I, I think as you approach, you start to notice that, like, I mean, yeah, this looks pretty new. Like, that this thing has been somehow the top half has been removed from the bottom half um, and you don't see the top half. Peace. The sprout would love to move forward. Okay. Yeah, feel free to move wherever and I'll just tell you all if I need you to stop anywhere. I'm going to take out my weapon so that I don't maybe have to do that later. Yeah, Bloodhound's also going to draw their bow, knock an arrow, and approach slowly. Okay. Nimea, wait up! Uh, Mrs. Sprout, feel free to give me a survival check. Okie dokie, can do. Arlet, you're falling behind. Come now and bring your gift. <laughs> 21 Mrs. Sprout you see as you approach the Ravenstone that there are footprints embedded deep in the soft earth um, as you look around you can determine that the footprints seem to belong to a barefoot humanoid perhaps an adult man judging from the size and the depth of the footprints are uh, they seem to suggest that their staggering gait means the individual was either extremely heavy set or more likely carrying something very heavy on their back. Mm. Um, as you look around and kind of follow the footprints, um, I'm going to take control of your character for a moment, if you don't mind. Sounds good. Uh, as you approach, you start seeing the footprints around here. And um, you walk about 15 feet this direction, um, and you see this massive stone right here is, uh, it appears to be the second half of the Raven Stone. Mm. And it's broken off, uh, sitting in the ground now, and the tracks seem to stop right there. Hmm. Um, can I go back and look at the cutoff on the stone itself? Like, I would like to know if it was like sawn off or like shattered off. Yes, and... Or are they just stacked? As you turn to go, I need everybody to give me a perception check for initiative, please. Ooh. <laughs> no! 
If I'm gonna nat one, at least I nat one with a perception check. I don't. Where's my perception skill? Uh, it is gonna be in the far left of your character sheet. Well, in the that... red. I tried to roll it, but it said there's no active encounters. Let me try again. I got you. Um, yeah, I, I'm using my own character sheet, and I'm just not seeing it. It's not in the core skills area. It's literally like underneath your armor class on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, it still doesn't help me. Uh, I thought I had this written down somewhere. But apparently I don't. Wait, hold on. I get a plus two for incredible initiative. Oh, that's my that's my feat. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, a 27. That's bonkers. So it should be your wisdom modifier plus. Uh, are you trained in in perception? I that's what I'm struggling to find out right now. One sec. Cool. Uh, Mr. Sprout, what did you get? A nat one plus five. Okay, six. Namir. Got a thirteen. Okay. We are level one. Oh, uh, all right. Um, I got a 19. I don't know if you needed that. I'm an expert in perception. Okay. Um, then that will yeah. be a plus four. Wisdom plus four. No. So four for me. Okay. Here we go. Thirteen. Thirteen. Should be a plus five if you're an expert right yeah that's what i think is. so that's oh, what as well correct because it's plus your level um okay so 14 then yep. um first up is bloodhound you see that there is a swarm of ravens close to the raven rock that is rearing up to try and swoop down at hmm, one and two for Sprout, three and four for Tusker. Uh, let's do this. Roll 1d4. Tusker, they're Yay! mobilizing in the air as they just kind of conglomerate and, and, and point their energy down toward Tusker. Bloodhound, what do you do? Do I get a free... Okay, I'm not muted. Do I get a free action to shout? I... Ooh, that's a good question. I... I'm gonna say yes. There must be something riling them up. Do not shoot them. And... Um... See, I get up the character street. I get to move. Do 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 do. Where is move speed? Twenty five feet. So stride. I'm gonna stride twice. Up to fifty feet. So that puts me here. Okay. Um, what is this? What is this guy? I. Uh, 
you... So you will actually, I think, you'll need to use a full action to perceive in order to see that individual. Um, he's not directly within your, your vision, and there is a slope that goes up toward him, so he's a little bit out of sight. Okay, then yeah. I'll use the last action to do that then. Okay. Um, yeah, you see a like a, a, a shorter man with long red hair with his beard in braids, and he's crying in in the grass like he he has his his uh face in his hands and he's just crying why was she taken from me why was she taken from me where did she go yep is that your full turn uh yeah because i can't shout anymore i would assume yeah um it is now arleth's turn who is pretty far away, um, but she's going to, I think, stride for her first action, and then stride for her second action, and then for her third, she shouts at Bloodhound and says, are you sure we don't attack? You can answer if you'd like. Ravens are sacred. There must be much something riling them up. Okay. Uh, she pulls out a torch. Uh, and that is her turn. Next up we have Agnes. What would you like to do? Uh, Agnes is going to stride probably behind the rock. Well, maybe behind a rock that has more cover. Um, and then I guess I'm going to question if i'm not gonna attack then i would like to try to stealth i guess behind this rock so that i'm a little more hidden yeah you can uh i believe there's an action for that actually um (laughs) there's an action for that i believe you can attempt to stealth so go ahead and give me a stealth roll to conceal yourself is this just for rules purposes is this considered the take cover action you know, um, I don't know. That is a good question. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I think that makes sense. Um, and we'll, we'll roll that into it. Um, these are good things for me to look up later. So, yeah, thank you all. And if chat knows, please feel free to jump in. Um, so, Agnes, you hide behind the rock a little bit and you're, you're like stealthing. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do. Um, I guess I probably have a third action. So maybe I'll just roll a perception check to just kind of see what's going on. I don't know. Or like a, maybe an occultism check. 
yeah, uh, it's up to you. Whichever one. Cult. Let's see what I got going on. Sp spooky wise, we'll see if there's anything. Oh, not great. Ten. I I, uh, I think you're having a hard time discerning what's happening in this moment. What you do when you hide behind a rock? <laughs> try to make a check. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So you. Something's have... blocking my signal. <laughs> You take a moment and step behind the rock. And we are now at... Oh, oops. Our raven swarm that has trained their sights on Tusker. But and, what if it didn't? But what if it didn't? They swoop down. They can share the same space as you. And... They are going to... Use the action Swarming Beaks. Uh, they like swarm down and they start pecking all around you. And you've got like uh, beaks coming at you left and right, behind you, in front of you, um, above you. I need you to give me a reflex save, please. Uh, yay. Reflex. Alright, so I have if I'm trained in reflex saves, what does that confer? Three? Uh that's gonna give you three, correct. Plus okay, your dice. So. so oh boy. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> Fifteen. Fifteen. That is a fail, um, but it's not a critical fail. The Yay. <laughs> The swarm does successfully begin pecking at you, um, but you only take one point of piercing damage. Uh, and with their third action, um, <clears throat> I think they are going to attempt the same thing again, and I need you to give me another reflex save. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Uh, Just right. remember, birds aren't real. Fucking government Good. spies. <laughs> uh, oh, that's even worse. No! <laughs> that's even worse. It was so close to a 16. Oh, oh my teetered. God. Dude, the foundry dice are cruel. Tusker, that's a critical fail. Um, cool. So cool. Super fucking cool. You are going to take the same normal damage, which is four points of damage this time, as these beaks just swarm around you and peck at you from different angles. And then one of them strikes your eyes, and you are blinded for 1d4 rounds. One round. You cannot see anything. Cool. That is their turn. Next is Tusker. <laughs> fucking dickish birds <laughs> oh god alright one sec uh, let me see what blinded does to me doesn't sound like it's fun um okay yeah you okay. are it doesn't say it affects my attack rolls 
So you can't see all normal terrain is difficult terrain to you. You can't detect anything using vision. You automatically critically fail perception checks that require you to be able to see. To see. And if vision is your only precise sense, you take a minus four status penalty. Um, you're immune to visual. Uh, blindness overrides dazzled. All right, so uh, the object is still concealed, though. So you will need to make a DC five flat check if you would like to um, attack. So I just roll a D twenty and it don't add anything. Correct. Okay. Oh no no no! M- make your normal attack, and then if it hits. Roll a DC five flat check, and then if that succeeds, okay. then you hit. All right. Well, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to rage because fuck these fucks. Nice. <laughs> and I get <sighs> I get a lot of I get looks like three temporary hit points. Also, Dan, are you able to um, move your mic a bit closer? Is that better? Yeah, thank you. Okay. So I believe I get... I get three temporary hit points. Um, um, okay, so there's that. I'm now in a frenzy. What does this do for me? Um get to okay um all right that's so that's that because i'm getting my ass kicked by a bunch of fucking birds uh we're gonna (laughs) attempt to murder the birds okay uh so here's my flat dc5 check okay great that seems to pass yeah okay so now i just roll my attack normally yeah yeah okay um so Reminding me, how do I determine my BAB? It's my strength mod, right? Plus my training. Uh, let's see. Pathfinder 2B, there is no BAB, it uh, looks like. Um, so it's just going to be your uh, attack bonus is going to be your strength plus, let's see. Yeah, it's your strength plus your training in that type of weapon. There we okay, go. so my strength mod is four, and I'm trained in martial weapons, so that's uh, plus, plus three. Seven. Plus three, so plus seven. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm don't think I get any cool bonuses from this. Okay, so here we go. Plus seven. I, oh, I misspelled roll. One sec. There we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, brutal. Super fucking cool. Dan, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so that's a miss. Uh, All right, so I'm going to swing again. Yeah. Because fuck these birds. Now, my weapon has the swipe feature, so it's only a minus four instead of five. Sweet. Um, Ooh. Plus three. 19. Exactly a 19. You hit this swarm of ravens. I would say maybe you strike like one or two ravens as you swing out. He needs to see if he hits the flat oh, check. Oh, give me a DC 5. Oh, yeah, that's right. I watch, watch me fail this. <laughs> no, please don't. Watch this. Here we go. <laughs> no! Ah. 
<laughs> I rolled two threes in the same turn! Oh no! Oh my god! Hey, at least you know the AC now. Uh, <laughs> oh god, that's sucks. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Alright, so I guess I'm no longer blind now. Yeah. Uh, so you will be no longer blind after the Raven's next turn. Oh, okay, so they get the potential of blinding me again. Neat! Um, okay, uh, that's my turn. Cool. Um, well, it is now Namir's turn. All right. Uh, we'll make this uh, hopefully a little bit quicker. Um, all right, I'm going to stride up here, 25 feet, one action, and then I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. All right, on me. There we go. So I should be aware if there's any magic uh, within that space. All right, give me just a moment. Do some reading yeah. here. Hmm. <laughs> I have to look something up. All right, let's go. That That's good. That's good news for me. <laughs> yeah, otherwise the answer's no. Yeah, yeah. This is a oh, great a sign. This is a great sign. <laughs> Thinking and reading and reading. No, you do not sense any magic within that radius. Oh no. Um, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. No magic within uh, that radius. <laughs> that's a bummer. Okay, well, that was my turn. You got one more, right? No, tech magic is uh, two actions. Okay. Mrs. Sprout, it's your turn. Um, you said that Mrs. Sprout thought that this rock was hefted by a large humanoid. Yes. Mrs. Sprout is going to stride over to this rock. And try to heft it as a small humanoid. Okay, give me a strength check. Uh, do you want strength or athletics? Uh, this is going to be a strength check. Okay. How do I roll a strength check? I believe you can click on the ability modifier. I cannot. I will just roll a d20 and add four. A 21? 21. As you begin lifting, you realize that you are not able to lift this alone. You would need a group of people in order to do this. At least with your strength, you are not able to lift this alone. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I will your third action. enter Mountain Stance. All right. We're back at the top of the round. 
and it is now Bloodhound's turn. Bloodhound sees what's happening with the Ravens and Tuscar, and they they just kind of shake their head, um, but realize that they can also probably just deal with the Ravens themselves, and they're going to spend two actions uh, striding up to the man that they saw. Okay. Who, who are you? Why are you here? Where is my Raven Queen? Uh, you can respond for your third action. You can do something else for your third action if you would like. Could she perhaps be part of that swarm over there? I don't think so. Oh, where has she gone? I'm so distraught. And I think if you want to give me like one more thing, you can do that. Um, but then after that, I think we'll move on to the next person. Oh, actually, um, free action speak. You can go ahead and talk to them. Okay. Can I shout to the rest of the group from behind this bush and up on this elevated position? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're missing their queen. Okay. Is that any... Would you like to do anything else with your turn? No. Okay. Uh, Arleth will... It is now Arleth's turn. She's going to take her first action, make her first action, take her... Take her... Wow, my brain just (laughs) went numb for a hot second. Um, She's going to take her first action to uh, strike a flame on her torch. And she will run up to the swarm of ravens and begin um, waving the torch in front of them. Um, And some of them are starting to go away. um, Enough so that they leave Tusker's square. Um, Oh my god. Actually, they cannot do that at this turn, but they look like they're about to start moving away. Um, that is our list turn. Then we go up to Agnes. Okay, so Agnes hears this thing about a raven queen, and she looks at her outfit, which is kind of covered in these like raven feathers all around, and it's like, hmm. <laughs> I think I've thought of something. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to like maybe step out from around the corner. Okay. I can't really see exactly where I'm going because all the rocks. So hopefully I'm in the right general direction. Maybe I'm here is where I need to be. I don't know. Are you trying to go up toward the mound? Yeah, I'm trying to go, yes. Yeah, so I don't know if you see where Bloodhound's token is, but if you go up toward that direction, that's where you heard that Raven Queen thing from. Okay, well, I think this is about 25. It might be a little generous 25, but good enough. Um, And then I'm going to, I guess, attempt a deception check to, like... It's like a guess I'm going for impersonate, which would require me to have a disguise kit unless a simple disguise would do. And I don't know if my, like... 
I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going for. Okay. So I will roll a deception roll. Sure. And see what happens. Sixteen. Someone looking for me? <laughs> she like waltzes up and opens her like her like shawl that's across her back. <laughs> um, someone looking for me. The ravens like see the black feathers on your on your shawl or whatever it is you're wearing, um, and they kind of start circling a little bit more controlled in a little bit more controlled way. Um, but then they again train their focus back to Tusker and now to Arleth. Okay, so then with my third action, um, can I? I guess I want to create a diversion. I want to throw some of my rations, like in the out into the into the woods, yeah. into the you know the field. Um. I don't know what I, I guess is that probably also deception probably to do a diversion maybe um why don't you give me a yeah it is for diversion it would be deception uh but for this why don't you give me a nature check um sure if you would prefer deception or nature either is up to you deception would be better significantly okay. deception is fine with me just trying to get these birds to maybe like break some uh, break some focus Okay, with a 23, um, what do you throw? Like bread. That's bread? the that's the picture of rations in the character sheet. So that's how I got the idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So is that your full turn? Yeah, that's uh, move into actions. Okay. Uh, you throw your bread, and are you throwing it to the right of the screen or to the left of the screen? I guess I'm throwing it to the left. Like, it's not that far from us, but I'm hoping that maybe it'll pull some of the, like, intense flurry of birds' focus away from y'all. So maybe, like, I don't know. I can't mark the screen, but maybe a couple. Yeah, something something like that. Okay. Um, sounds good. You throw the bread, and the ravens, I think, in combination with being struck by Tusker's axe, seeing this torch being waved in their faces. I missed. Oh, that's right, you did miss. But still, having this axe being waved in their faces along with this torch, and then seeing you toss this bread over to the left over here, left of our screen, um, the ravens do dissipate. Um, now, some of them are still around Tusker, and they are still, like, trying to swarm him, but it's enough that Tusker, you can kind of, like, bat them away. Um, and the rest of them kind of go over toward the bread, and then they eventually settle closer toward the Raven Rock. Um, and we are now out of combat. What would you all like to do? Would some of you Yoggins mind helping me lift this thing? Oh, I literally just stood on top of it. I'll get off. 
Uh, Tusker will come over. Uh, what do you need help with the lifting? I'm here to move the heavy things for you, we little people. Uh, Mrs. Sprout tries to lift Tuscar. <laughs> Give okay. Me his <laughs> she doesn't want to be underestimated. Oh, twenty-three. All right. How much bulk can you carry? I have um <laughs> seven bulk left. All right. Uh. Each bulk is worth how many pounds? It's about like, ten, I think. That sounds about right. Uh, so, According to someone in the chat, a small creature is bulk three. Okay. Um, so medium creature would be about bulk, about bulk seven. Although I feel like Tusker would probably be a little bit. He, he's pretty muscular, dude. Right? Beefy, yeah. yeah. He's very beefy. I think Mrs. Sprout, you like almost can lift him up. Medium creature is bulk six. Bulk six. Um, okay, so you struggle, but you lift I him just, up. I just want to prove to him how strong I am, that's all. <laughs> Tusk, you're like, whoa, you're in the air. I am wearing a breastplate, though, which puts me at bulk eight, <laughs> and then I have a giant oversized axe in my hand. That's true. So you try to lift him up. We're going to go so back. So you, you, you feel that I'm lifting a significant portion of your weight. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Now it's, uh, it's my turn. And Tusker's going to pick up Miss, Mrs. Sprout. I love this Nordic Viking man. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Sprout with her I, carried things I, is bulk seven. Okay. Uh, strength check. So how do I determine this? Oh, athletics? Uh, you are going to give me a strength, pure strength. Flat strength check. So it'll just be your d20 flat plus, strength. plus okay. a modifier, yeah. Plus, okay. 13. <laughs> 13. I, yeah, you're not able to lift this up. Definitely not alone. You think even at the height of your strength, Tusker, you would not be able to lift this rock just He's by trying yourself. to lift me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, with a, a 13, yeah, I think you're able to to um, lift. Th how many bulk do you have on you? I am I am carrying seven bulk. Okay, so you have you're a total of ten bulk. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think he can lift me up. <laughs> with a 13, yeah, I don't think you can, Tusker. <laughs> <laughs> She's just gonna say quietly to him, um, "Watch who you're calling little next time." Why? Why is just so tiny? It's kind of cute. <laughs> no one's gonna try reach to down, pick He'll reach down and pat uh, Mrs. Sprout on the top of her head, and then move over to the rock to see if he can move it. Uh, I I think as you attempt to move the rock, I think all of you would realize that this is not budging without a concerted effort of all of you attempting to do it and it will take quite a bit of time to do that um oh it's, yeah yeah it's kind of like okay everybody get on one side and push um and then it rolls over a bit and then everybody gets on the other side and they push and it rolls over a bit so it's going to take a bit of time um but you think you could all do it and in the meantime all of you hear this like this almost 
exaggerated crying. Like, it's not exaggerated. Like, this person clearly seems to be in distress, but um, it's a little bit much. Like, they're... What happened to my raven queen? Where has she gone? I'm so distraught. I'm so upset. Um, I thought we left Pacano behind on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not with you. Who are you? Oh, me. Plain, simple me. Who would think that I might be worthy of the Raven Queen? She's far too beautiful for me. Oh, my name is Shaggy Shemvan. I can't believe I've let her out of my grasp. Now, if I've learned anything from the media I've consumed, which is substantial, someone who says they are plain and simple is very are very often anything but. And someone who said that they let their queen out of their grasp is um, probably in, uh, a little bit insidious. Yeah, oh. Agnes is going to back away. Oh, goodness, no, I would never <laughs> harm my raven queen. She's perfect in every sense of the word. I just... I meant I let her her beauty slip through my fingers as a a mistake of my own. She must have just simply not found me interesting anymore. Uh, oh, oh, my Raven Queen! <laughs> He's like How could she ever do that? <laughs> Are you her caretaker? Oh, I would be so honored. No, I'm just a simple shaggy Shemvin from the Feywilds. Oh, Christ, another <laughs> Fey? Are you kidding me? Uh, shaggy, would you mind telling us how the Raven Rock came to be this way? Oh, of course, I wanted to present a gift to my raven queen so that she would accept me as one of her own. But unfortunately, she did not want my gift. I broke it from the stone the other day, thinking it would be a perfect gift. I wanted to put it back. I just wanted to show her my strength. But unfortunately, oh, she's deserted me. But what a beautiful gift for such a fair woman. I wish she would have accepted it. And Um, given the context clues of the rest of the shrine, you did not think that this was a holy item for her holiness. Oh, do you think it was... Do you think... Do you think that I dishonored the Raven Queen? And he's like crying, he's sobbing now. (laughs) He he did not think about this clearly. I think perhaps you should put the rock back where you found it and fix it, maybe. I... I... I hope she will like that. Yes, yes, I will put it back, just the way that I found it, so that 
She knows I care for her sacred sight. Would you like to help? Of course. Uh, of course, Shingvin. Shingvin. Shaggy Shemvin. Yes, that Shaggy. is my name. <laughs> the fey trickery, it's getting to me! <laughs> um, so, anybody give me a, a, a nature check, if you would like. Gotcha. Yes, please. Let's make this happen, let's go. Oh yeah, minus one. Let's make it happen. Give me one good roll. I got a 20. Nice. 23. Not bad. 15. Okay. Oh, just kidding. I got 11. What the fuck? It rolled on 16 and then rolled to 8 or 7. <laughs> um, okay. So, you're thinking that this raven woman, uh, let's see. Mrs. Sprout, as he's describing the Raven Queen, um, you think that this is probably a race of people, an ancestry uh, of people called a Kudlaka, which they are um, a type of humanoid that has raven feathers, raven features, um, and they basically look like a a humanoid that has all of the main features of this bird. Um, honestly, they're quite beautiful as like a, a people. They pride themselves on their, uh, their feathers, their ornaments, uh, not ornaments, but they're like, um, their decorative body i guess if that what's what's the right way to put that but they they have like a very beautiful uh group of features that they are proud of um they're crap it, it it's it's on the tip of my tongue too i know what you're talking i know exactly the word you're talking about yeah plumage thank you yes yeah. yes thank you thank you thank you um that was uh cats i believe in the in the chat um Okay, so you think as he's describing this, these are likely Kadlaka people. Um, I don't know if you want to do anything with that information, but... Um, I think Mrs. Sprout is going to walk up to him, and she's going to say very gently, um, I have lost someone that means a great deal to me as well, and oh, it you, is... You have... It is unfortunately it makes me so sad. I'm sorry, continue. It is much harder for me to get back to that person than it is for you to find your Raven Queen again. Oh. We should restore her her sacred place and perhaps she will forgive you. That's very sweet of you. Yes. Yes, we should. I agree. And his 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 uh demeanor is changing. He's starting to become more confident. Um, he stands up and he approaches the rock. Um, and he... Just a moment. Rolls a nat one. <laughs> uh, gosh. 
no, he he approaches the rock and he like gets down into a a, a stance that's very powerful looking, and he digs his hands into the ground underneath the rock, and then grabs the rock from underneath, and then begins pulling it up so it's tilting and then he like leans one shoulder under leans his head under leans his other shoulder under so now it's like the front of his body is under this tilted part of this rock and his hands slide further and you just see this rock like lift up and he says I would very much appreciate if you could balance the sides as I walk. That would be very helpful for me. And uh, if everybody could give me a just a, a simple athletics check, that would be great. Um, but we can also say that like with three people on each side, like we're not going to fail, but I think for flavor it could be fun to see how we do. I'm so strong. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, hello. Y'all are killing it. Oh, and that was that it didn't even matter. I didn't add my modifier. Doesn't matter. Yeah, with with all of your uh combined efforts and really Shaggy's impressive strength, uh he kind of takes one step at a time down this mound over toward the Raven Queen's um or the the Raven stone and slides it on lets it fall in its place and then uh, all of you can kind of work to adjust it in the way that it needs to be so that it it fits how it was um go ahead Thomas. sprout <laughs> wants to turn to him before he disappears or goes away uh she wants to say I practice stances as well. And she wants to enter mountain stance. Oh. She wants to say, perhaps you can teach me that one someday. Oh, I would be honored. Yes, you should visit me sometime in the Feywilds. We could have such a fun time. It would be glorious. Um, I should leave you be, but yes. And he kind of imitates the same stance that you're doing. And then stands back up and bows at the group begins kind of walking away um what would we all like to do uh, oh uh shaggy before you leave I, i'm so sorry one question of course uh, um the herd is going to be traveling through here soon the and... herd the herd of the mammoth lords the following of what is the name the the broken tusks burnt Oh, the broken tusks, yes, not the burning... Broken tusks. Uh, you mentioned the other the other group <laughs> there. Oh, yes, I can't remember entirely what they are called, but... You're with the broken tusks, what can I do for you? I like them better anymore, anyway. Well, I, I suppose I was just wondering if there were any potential threats around here that you might know of. Or, or things that we should be aware of coming into this area. Well, I've seen the fires way over there. They seem to be pouring ash into the river, but I'm not certain why. It's, it's, seems dangerous to me. 
Um, otherwise, other than the normal natural dangers that every hunter and being and person and, and animal and, and, and fae must look out for, I, I, I don't think I've seen anything else out of the ordinary. Thank you, Shaggy. Uh, really quick on the fires. Are, are those started by anybody or anything in particular? Well, they're they're quite far away for me to to say, but if I had to guess, I'd say they aren't natural. Interesting. And it's up, uh, up the river. Yes, that way. He, he points uh, kind of toward where the Gornok River meanders, and there are some mountains in the distance. Thank you, Shaggy. I, I hope you get to uh, speak to your Raven Queen soon. Oh, thank you. I do as well. Bows well, and he begins to walk away. Uh, too many characters. <laughs> Tuscar, it seems that you could learn a thing or two, though. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, okay. Oh, did you... Are you wearing your friendship bracelet? Yes. What is your favorite color? Uh, orange. Oh, I don't have any orange ones. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out, though. Thank, thank you, Tuscar. I prefer I green. Arleth walks over and looks at you. Expectantly. I prefer green. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Tusker pulls out a green one. <laughs> and uh, hands it over. She just gives you a smile and says, thank you. Puts it on. It's best to be using all this dangerous and distracting yarn to make friendship bracelets. Wouldn't want any of you to die out here. I thought this was a proposal. She kind of like holds up a friendship bracelet on her wrist. <laughs> Where I'm from, one proposes by fist fighting your loved ones. <laughs> I, I propose you return to camp. Would you like to fist fight? Well, I mean, do you want to propose? No, you are too small for me. <laughs> You're puny. Fair enough, big boy. <laughs> See you around. Mrs. Sprout's gonna say pretty quietly in Tuscar's ear. Now, what did we say about calling people puny? Oh, Mrs. Sprout, I forgot about you. And he pulls out another... He pulls out this time... A, a gold friendship bracelet. Oh, no, I'll just take any old thing. Yep, he just wraps it around like what if your leaves. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I just proposed that we return to camp uh, and report what we've seen, but I, I do think we should you check proposing. out. You're proposing! <laughs> Let's check out the river. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um so are are you heading over to kind of this this water the river up to the northern par portion of the map? Yeah, I assume this would be in some way connected to the 
larger river. Yeah, this is definitely an offshoot, but it is a uh, it it is connected to the Gornok River. Uh, so this would be like a stream of some sort. Give me a perception check as you approach. Okay. So this would be over at the far upper right of the map. Yeah, as you look with a 15 perception, you see the similar ash that Shaggy mentioned. Um, you see the ash that all of you who went to the Gornok River to collect water that all of you saw. Um, and I mean, it's doesn't look great. doesn't look like this water is super clean. Um, and probably would want to filter that like through some sort of a, a finely woven basket before you drank from it. Um, and that's what you see. This may become a problem with the herd. We should keep an eye on it. Uh, well, I, I have no further uh, lines of inquiry to pursue. Uh, does anybody else have anything they'd like to do before we return? Um, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Sprout is going to stand sort of on the edge of the water and hold out her arms and her legs and sort of like sit down and like plant herself almost okay. and she's going to start speaking in um, in Sylvan oh. and she's going to just sort of like say I don't want to call it a prayer but like a blessing for the land that it might heal okay what would that sound like um, is there anything specific that you would put into that that uh, prayer or blessing? Um, Doesn't have to be the full thing, but would there be any highlights that you might mention? I think the highlights that I want to focus on are that, like, Mrs. Sprout is, like, speaking a language that kind of sounds like the forest speaking. So as, like, as the wind or the breeze kind of goes through your leaves and they rustle you hear that sound coming out of your mouth as well and as the the river kind of gurgles um it that projects from your voice um cool all right well you're able to make your way back to camp at the following and at the broken tusk following um, by the end of the day. Again, this took about a full day. Uh, you have one more full day, and then the next will be the Night of Green Moon. And there is one more task that has been asked of you. Um, and as you approach camp, a little girl with kind of a, a bob haircut, kind of uh, like not not very cleanly cut like it, it kind of looks as if she took a knife to her hair or like a sharp rock to her hair and cut it um but it's it's in a cute little bob um or maybe a family member did that um i would think she's probably not cutting her hair herself uh she's a 
about, I think she's about eight years old. She runs up to Arlith and Arlith kneels down and gives her a hug. And then the little girl looks at all of you when you return back to camp and says, I hear we get to work together tomorrow. My name's Imek. And she holds her hand out to shake each of your hands. And she kind of goes down the line and shakes each of your hands. What's your name? Mrs. Sprout says, uh, I make a friend out of you. Oh, I love friends. Um, I usually hang out with the herd over with Arleth, too. Um, they're very nice over there. I don't really know too many friends here in the following, but I, I, I guess it would be really neat to meet more people. Uh, yeah, I'm Imek. Uh, she turns to Bloodhound. You have a really cool mask. Where did you get that? It was given to me as I joined the tribe. Oh, wow. I wish I got a mask. That would be so neat. Um, and she looks at Tuscar. Whoa. You're tall. Hi, I'm Imek. Hello, Imek. You are very small. <laughs> would you like a friendship bracelet? Nobody's ever given me a friendship bracelet before. Uh, yeah, he'll reach into his bag and uh, he hands iMac a, um, we'll say it is a magenta friendship bracelet. And she takes it and she holds it in her hands um, and then she starts to put it on. Um, and what's your name? She looks at Agnes. Well... My name's Agnes, but you can call me Miss the All-Seeing. Okay, hi, I'm <laughs> Imac. Um, but... Nice to meet you. And then she looks at the mirror. Hello, Imac. I'm Namir. I think I've seen you healing people before. Uh, it's, it's nice to meet you. I, I'm, I'm excited to work with you all tomorrow. I guess you're going to be my students. I'm really excited. And I guess that is where we will call session for tonight. How old is she? She's like, about how old eight. does she look? Eight. Oh, God. Eight. Yeah. I guess you'll right all be my teacher. students tomorrow. And <laughs> fade black. Nice. Thank you, everybody. Woo! A fun um, session. Yeah. We didn't get killed. Yeah. And we didn't yeah, kill any ravens. Look at us not choosing conflict. Only one person got uh, damage or took damage. I Guess have stats. Tusker keeps getting his ass kicked <laughs> by everything. Like the the moose almost killed him. The mm. the birds were kicking his ass. This has been this has been wild, y'all. I Tusker have, versus nature. Yeah, I have yeah. stats for Shaggy Shemvin too. Oh no. <laughs> Links. So if we had attacked the birds, would Shaggy Shedvin have attacked us? Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a good thing Tusker missed twice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, that's everything. We're going to say goodnight. I hope everybody has a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back in two weeks for Quest for the Frozen Flame. 
and we'll have an episode of Outlaws of Alkenstar from Teal Group for all of you soon. So have a wonderful night. Bye, everybody.